0: Welcome back to another episode of Ready Comics Roll. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. What is a John? A miserable little pile of secrets.
1: I'm Anthony. I'm afraid this podcast is going to take you down an
2: all too familiar path. What is bravery without a dash of recklessness? I'm Mike. A new challenger approaches. I'm Eric. I'm just so happy we have a resurgence of
1: RPGs. Not even just RPG games themselves, but RPG elements. I mean, great examples being the remaster of Dragon's Dogma. We have the new Fractured Butthole (laughs) from Zompark. Fractured (laughs) Butthole? You
3: get all all the slight, you You're supposed to kind of say it that way.
2: That's the way that, you know, Trey and Matt wanted to. I know, I know. But that's the thing, like, you have, you had Stick of Truth, now we have Fractured Butthole. Um. (laughs) Oh, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah. Um. I don't really see them as like, yes, they're RPG games, but they're also their own like genre in and of itself. Well, that's because RPGs
1: had to evolve. We, we always remember RPGs as a lot more like turn-based or
2: even just a, a Your
0: lot classic more classic Final Fantasy or tactics,
2: you know, style game. Well, again, tactics is its own subgenre, but that's yes. the thing. It's. It, we we've we've lost track of the original genre of RPGs. I think I, I I will agree. I like some of the new games that have come out that have stolen RPG elements, but none of them are the classic RPGs.
3: Well, pretty much every game these days has a, some. Wait, sort of... Wait, what the R- hell? Where did you come from? Hi guys, I'm Eric. I, I I was here just a second ago. New challenger approaches. You hi. Oh, I guess we have a special guest. <laughs> oh, okay. So. I guess continue? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, but pretty much every game these days, it's been a trend for a while, has some kind of RPG elements in the game itself, whether it be a leveling system or whether it be more... Uh, role playing of the character as opposed to just you know generic hero that you happen to step into.
2: Well, th- this goes back to the argument of what what to what makes a, a an RPG an RPG. Everybody used to say that Zelda was an RPG, but to most people, they view it as an action adventure game. It doesn't fall into the RPG genre because there is no classic leveling system in the early Zelda games. You don't have a leveling system for Link. Link just kind of. You up equipment, equipment. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, you, that's how you get he the progresses.
3: master sword and that's about it
2: but he, the earlier ones it was more about like finding the, the heart pieces now. than anything else that's what made you tougher well, well i mean powering up
0: the sword getting i mean it, it's all equipment and heart base like that's what it was for Zelda
2: but i mean that that's what i'm saying you have you have to define what a role playing game is and the way I would define a role-playing
1: game, and I think a lot of people might agree, is you're stepping into the role of character. And I mean beyond just the title character, like with Link. It's basically creating a character that is your own. Somebody
2: that you can identify and you solely. You're telling your own story. But that, that 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 goes into the fact of then we have all those JRPGs where you don't create your character. You fall into the role of random soldier from <laughs>
3: <laughs> which I kind of agree with like you mentioned the uh, the final, final fantasy. fantasy games uh, and everything um from 1 through 15 well 1 was i think the first one where you basically created your own character and there was really no character development to that A- everything since then it's this is who you're playing and you're going to play this character's story i don't think we really got to start telling our own stories unless you count, like, MUDs and uh, text-based RPGs back in the day, until almost the modern era, you know, when you had uh, games like Fallout 3 um, and... uh, In other words, the craft your own character, like the actual
0: craft your own character.
3: Well, without creative create create-a-character
1: modes, which obviously I'm addicted to, and we've seen the hours I've poured into creating uh, celebrities and just other... Limbical Stop plugging characters. your own channel. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. But I mean, even if you look at, again, going back beyond that, it's a matter of, you know, have your like Fallout 4, like your Mass Effects, like your Dragon Age, everybody plays it differently. Everybody has their own story that they can tell, with or without creating your own character from a template.
2: Well, and, and this is this is the thing. Like, I, I've always been a, a huge fan of tabletop RPGs when it comes down to things, and Tabletop RPGs lend you an element of true ability to craft your own story. Whereas most of the time with these video game RPGs, things like Fallout and Skyrim, you don't really build your character's story so much. Well, okay, Skyrim is a little bit of a lie. That one you do kind of craft your own story. But you have to follow the main story elements as well. There is an already pre-established world that you're working off of. Yes, but the... Aside from some morality choices here and there in Fallout, Fallout tends to be more of a game, the the RPG element is, how do I want to kill the things that I need to kill? Do I want to beat them in the head with a baseball bat with some barbed wire on it, or do I want to snipe them from range, or do I want to run in and blow things up with a shotgun? It's all just kind of...
1: But I really don't feel like that's what makes an RPG an RPG, even though it could be argued that that's been around again since the MUDs, the pen and paper Dungeons and Dragons from the very beginning. But that's not really what defined it.
3: Point. I, I honestly think that the, the RPG genre is... Almost impossible to define, uh, and I think that's why you see so many elements appear in other games. Uh, for what
2: you would actually
0: there you define go. That's what RPG. makes
1: an RPG an RPG. It's the undefinable. Everybody, everybody has a different
2: opinion as what it is to them. Yeah. And I think that's actually the best, the best, essentially the best way of viewing it because RPGs have always been kind of that magical realm for a lot of us because nebulous
0: well if if you can have actual i guess and i know this kind of goes against what we were saying about a actual singular definition for it but it's going into a character whether it be pre-planned out uh story and like zelda or a full build your own character and then immerse yourself in the world Mm -hmm. either way it's an immersion into a character i think that's the easiest way to define an rpg Which, yeah, I definitely agree with you, John. You you basically, in a much shorter and
1: less complicated way, made my point for me. And I appreciate that. (laughs) But you
3: see, and that's where I kind of have a problem with that definition because of the fact that, um, you know, at that point, Call of Duty is an RPG. You are a... Uh, yes. You are stepping into the... everything. No, is I, an RPG, no, I, ex- <laughs> and that's a, well, when everybody's they're... special. Nobody is <laughs> exactly. But that's the
2: thing. You, you you have to look at the fact that there are these on rails RPGs. You have these games that are that. Are very linear. I mean, I, I can go to Final Fantasy 13 if I want to bag that, but I can also say that Final Fantasy 7 is actually quite linear. It is not nearly as linear as 13, but the storyline still kind of follows the: you go to Midgar, you go to Calm, you go to blah blah blah. You you just kind of progress till so you get to the Midgar's Zalem, and then you get stuck by a snake for like 12 minutes. I mean, that's, <laughs> and then you make Chocobo's fuck for 30 hey, hours. Hey, whatever, dude. Okay. <laughs> Chocobo
3: sex—that is the definition sex. of everything. <laughs> that's what makes a good inbreeding RPG. Inbreeding
0: breeding chocobos, <laughs> don't forget uh. to give them their greens <laughs> <laughs> or
3: their nuts, yeah. or uh. their nuts. <laughs> but yeah, I think like that's honestly, I've I've always been a fan of the idea that we just uh, categorize uh, video games wrong. Oh yeah, because if you think about it, like when I go to see a movie. I you know I go to see a horror movie or I go to see an action okay, movie. I'm
0: going to I'm going to agree with you there on the fact that most horror movies are just fucking funny. Well that's that's true but like I go
3: to see a a a, a comedy movie or I go to and see those a are drama sad. or a <laughs> they tend to be. Therefore Miss, 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 genre miss But with a with a uh, movie, I don't say, "Oh, I'm going to go see a you know uh, uh, a a uh, movie with a uh, the directorial style." I can't think of one off of my head, but that's what we do with games. Like we talk about the directorial style as opposed to the content of the game. You know, Final Fantasy is a drama uh dark souls is a horror movie or a horror game Horrible Suda 51
1: game. games is like what the hell
3: <laughs> Suda 51 is a foreign game that is a is a foreign movie on drugs boiled down into a pot of acid
1: <laughs> they were always a hell of a lot of fun to play
3: oh they absolutely are uh, i think we got a little off track <laughs> yeah so what were you talking about rpgs <laughs> Well, I can tell you what, honestly, what I think really personifies the RPG in the modern, uh, in in the modern era uh, is actually the MMO RPG. Um, you want to talk about a game where you can create and step into a character that, uh, at least in some games, occupies a physical space and an emotional space in a world that. Feels real and feels like it exists outside of your character. That's well, the problem is, is
2: you have these, uh, and this is the contrived part I think about MMOs. Is you have so many theme park MMOs that are out there now, and theme park is the is this generic term. For MMOs that don't evolve and don't change. Every single time you go out and you kill a thousand goblins, those thousand goblins don't stay dead. They keep respawning. And that's something that I've never been a big fan of with a lot of con- contextual like MMOs. And you know who you could truly kind of blame for that? World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Yeah. See, would go to finish to my damn <laughs> sentence. And I will
1: forever be angry at World of Warcraft because they killed one of the best MMOs of all time. I will fight you if anybody disagrees. Star Wars Galaxies.
3: All right, let's be fair. Star Wars uh, uh, The Old Republic killed Star Wars Galaxies.
1: No, no, no. It it didn't, only because the fact that Warcraft is what caused a lot of people to jump ship. And Warcraft is what caused Sony Entertainment Online to go ahead and shit themselves and panic and see how well that Warcraft was kind of doing. Rather than, you know, doubling down, which was already a fantastic game, they took what was amazing and turned it to shit. Uh... Because they wanted to streamline everything with the new game experience to go ahead and make it just like World of Warcraft, where the, you had a the, class-based system.
2: There was also a lot of issues with Sony holding onto the rights for Star Wars and a whole lot of other things going on with the Star Wars franchise as a whole. So it wasn't just WoW's fault. And, no, no, it was, Star it was, Wars it was, Galaxies was kind of doomed just because Sony was holding onto that property, and they knew they couldn't. But that's what I was getting at, is the
1: fact that Sony is really what screwed everything over, but Warcraft is what kind of made them shit the bed. So they basically.
3: they wanted the 12 million subscribers model. Yeah,
1: they saw the meteoric rise of Warcraft and like we want to go ahead and cash in on that.
2: But you you have to realize that with the theme park MMO, they they have this
3: weird formula.
2: We well, <laughs> I wouldn't want to say for, it's not really formulaic to be honest. It, it's very contrived and very kind of basic. <laughs> But it's not really formulaic in the in the sense that like every theme park MMO that has come out, whether it be um, based in a in a world that we already know, like WoW was, or in a world that we never had an idea of, like a, a secret like secret world, secret world, secret world. Uh, yeah, that,
0: you know, it, with that game, there was a lot of um, interest on. For me, in the very beginning, because
2: um, there's Illuminati, I know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but there, there was I, I, I like the Illuminati. I didn't like, I did like the the different factions of it. I thought that it was a cool concept. Dragonfly then- life. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Illuminati. Um, <laughs> Illuminati. And then and then once the execution
2: came into the game, I think it still kind of fell Well, and you know, I, I don't know if you know this, but they have actually reinvented that game pretty much from the ground up. Now it's very Cthulhu mythos oh, with yeah. the I real world. It, the it, whole has no, it has been. it has been from it. the
1: beginning. It has the, been from the, the beginning, but they, they the, did a good job. The problem of was the execution. And not story wise. Story wise, it was good. They really did their research when it came to a lot of the, the mythos. When it comes to mythos, however, everyone pronounce it mythos. of a lot of that who stuff. pronounces
3: it. Mythos. I I
1: had some this ass. Okay, no, I actually <laughs> mythos, but I have some friends that correct me and say mythos.
3: Regardless, that's weird. It is. You you should not they have re- friends like that.
1: <laughs> they really dive in and really do the research when it comes to hp lovecraft and a lot of things occult they again you can tell that there was a lot of passion all of the issue with secret world was the execution and the reason why i say that is because even though the story was great the gameplay kind of suffered the fact they tried to reinvent the wheel in the sense that sure they had the whole triangle of you have the healer the support the dps but they were what really weird about it where you kind of pick and choose and it seemed like they were taking some inspiration from star wars galaxies and the create your own class but you weren't creating your own class at the same time they just really couldn't figure that out
2: well that and that comes through in a lot of new mmos a lot of new mmos have tried to make that whole oh well you don't want to you don't want to be set into a standardized role so we're going to kind of hand you the keys to any role you want to play But we're not going to define how one role should work. Well, one of
3: the one of the big problems with MMOs, a lot of MMOs, uh, ever since we got away from the WoW killer era, where (laughs) everybody wanted to just release the next WoW. <clears throat> Which that was the thing everybody wanted to do a
2: thing a theme park MMO and they wanted it to be as successful as but Wow. Th- that's the thing you can't be a
1: Wow killer when you replicate the same goddamn formula that
2: Wow well, do it. But the thing I is, is you had there. you had like Guild Wars that came out and Guild Wars was supposed to be the Wow killer and it did nothing the same as Wow. Other than the fact that yes, it was still more of a theme park. Where well, the, the creatures origi-
3: respawn, but. The original Guild Wars was an interesting concept where everything was instanced, um, which a couple places did that, or a couple games did that, uh, like City of Heroes, City of Villains. Um,
0: which the best thing that came out of City of Heroes and City of Villains was actually the actual create your character mm-hmm. uh, model, because the, the fact that they were
2: so in depth. That it when, got replicated twice. Yes. Yeah. But,
0: but it's, that, that, uh, okay, so City Heroes, when that came out, they had the greatest in-depth system for creating the character, literally, height, weight, everything. I mean, well, not just scheme. even the physical
3: but, stuff, but, but what powers what you have. But know. that's
0: what I'm saying, like, so in-depth. Villains come out, we're going to do that, plus we're going to give you a base builder. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Awesome. Those were the two things that came out great for that series.
3: Yeah.
1: No, I love City of Heroes. It's one of the first MMOs I actually got into. Just being able to jump in the role of a hero yourself, the choice of different powers like flight and running really fast.
3: Uh, and teleportation
1: broke the
2: entire game.
1: Right. Well, <laughs> but yeah,
3: the, the, like same here. Like that was the first MMO I ever actually really got into. I had done like free trials of games up until that point, but City of Heroes was the first game that I actually had a group to play with and we actually like had scheduled nights and really went out and had uh, you know fun in that game.
2: Yeah, that was the first game since uh, Diablo 2 uh Lords of Sin expansion I think um that I actually like spent way too many hours online playing. I like I actually ended up getting an NCSoft account cuz I played that and I played Lineage 2 when Lineage 2 came out because if there was one thing that I kind of enjoyed then in that era of time was staring at elf ass. <laughs> I never understood that excuse like, oh. if you're gonna play a character you play a female
0: character so you can watch that ass I don't
1: <laughs> who looks at their character
3: <laughs> that's what I'm saying <laughs> I never understood that and excuse you, in most
2: MMOs you played in third person views. yes what are you
3: staring
1: at your character when you're in third person are you it's, not focusing on what going, is going going on
3: yeah you gotta your look at the your character is what's going on Do you where not are are have you peripheral going vision?
0: What the fuck? <laughs>
1: yes I use my peripheral
3: vision to be like it's, oh my character's ass it, is yeah. still there <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, it's not like i
2: pinhole vision just the ass know, the ass mean. is in frame at all times though but
1: you're even saying that that's the reason why you create a character you know no, no, <laughs> that's, that's the reason, reason why that's the
2: reason specifically why i make a female character that, that's literally what i just said and it has to be elf like yeah I and said, it had it has to, to be an be elf, elf. Yeah. Right. Yeah. what do you
1: but, all think i mean I, I, chime
0: in on this stupid debate. <laughs> it's not a you debate. you look at that ass or do you play the fucking game? <laughs> Either way. But with City of Heroes, I think what was gold about it is... Unlike any of the other, you know, MMO style RPGs for for the superhero genre, you could games. craft Nightcrawler
2: and then get sued by Marvel. I mean, well, yeah, <laughs> but, but I'm saying, though,
0: like, okay, where if you were going to play a Marvel, you know, character creation game, you're playing in the Marvel universe. When you're playing in um, DC. You know, you're playing DCU Online. You're playing in the DC yeah. universe. I I understand that's that's the very closest redundant.
2: Marvel came to having a character creation game was when they made X Men Legends, and we don't talk about X right. Men Legends. Oh. But
0: but City of Heroes, I I know it has its own comics and it has its connection to the hero clicks and everything like that because of the game, but. It felt more original and it felt like you could own that world for your character more than the DCU universe. Because DCU, your crutch was the other DCU, like, major icon character. You report to Batman. You report report to to the Joker. But when you're in
2: City Heroes, City of Villains, you report to the hero. You're uh, the villain. You are the boss. Well, you you did in, in the original City of. Heroes when when it was first out, you did report to like Statesman and his Statesman. That's what not it was. very yeah. often. That was not... more
1: like the tutorial beginning, and then yeah. y- there was just well, the, the world organization. organization. Was, yeah. yeah, exactly. You, you know, did report, but, your... but
0: it felt like that world you could craft your story.
2: Mm. better yeah
0: that's that was what i thought was the real bread and butter of that game
2: through not
1: only
0: how you play but also how you dress
1: because they even gave you the alternate attire alternate costumes so you could have you could have your alter ego you could have your actual superhero persona or the revision Mm. revised
3: look you could have a day job like they introduced that and i think uh the second expansion where like uh rogues i think it was called or uh where basically they you would have to villains. They a of...
2: Sims aspect to it.
3: Mm-hmm. That's
0: really what it was.
2: Well, they, they they wanted to because they had so much um, backlash for the uh, XP debt, and they wanted a way to clear the XP yeah, debt. I thought that yeah. was an
3: I thought that was an interesting system. It wasn't perfect, to be sure. It's weird but... when people do that, like Final yeah. Fantasy. Well, I 11. lost more, love. Um, like I played. I forget what I
2: was playing. I was playing like a support blaster type character, and I ended up having more XP debt than. I did actual levels at one point. Like, I think I was, like, level five, and I was dead until I was, like, level 15. Which is just
1: <laughs> bullshit, or even, like, the most demoralizing thing with Final Fantasy XI was the fact you could d level
0: At that
3: point, it's like, oh, you really yeah.
1: don't feel like
0: you want to play anywhere. Like,
1: no, 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 yeah, I'm that done. never...
0: Oh, the endless grind, like Monster Hunter. Oh, I understand. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Monster Hunter, you at least felt is... like you were rewarded. No, you didn't you felt like you (laughs) fucking got nowhere i still hate you fuckers for making me drag out on that many hours on going i'm finally going to be able to craft this piece of shit armor that still makes you feel like shits and it fucking doesn't help the situation at all it's not the end game
1: it's the journey it's the fun of killing these monsters no
0: fucking good story Fuck the boss fights. Fuck the grinding. That game literally had nothing appealing. And for the fact that you guys actually wanted to fucking play that game, you guys suck as fucking human beings. Hold By on, the way, way. I'm, Don, definitely so
3: I'm getting that you weren't a big fan <laughs> of the Monster Hunter. Just series? a little bit, just a little. <laughs> Which is
1: hilarious because I'm going to be getting Monster Hunter World and I'm going to be pulling his ass Shut into it. Up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but I, well, like here was the thing: like City of Heroes did a lot of things right. They did some things wrong. Uh, but kind of getting back to what I was saying earlier about like the post WoW killer phase of MMOs where everybody was just trying to create the next WoW. Um, what we've seen a lot of times is we've seen games that make these big promises and you know. Like Tabula Rasa? Like Tabula Rasa, like, uh, God, I could name a thousand of them um that let's none try of, yeah none, ready but, got one all right so, um a rift was which rift was actually my favorite mmo it was the first mmo that i really like that i got to level cap in first mmo i was in a oh, I was a member of a raiding guild really
2: you started in rift i was going to do this alphabetically i was going to start with aeon
3: <laughs> oh Arche- god aeon arcade well
2: archaeage is still like up and running and isn't actually a but we're talking about who didn't deliver on their promises yeah.
3: Cause like Rift, their whole thing was a dynamic world, and when you really got down to it, it was just scripted events that happened in the world. And other than that, it was a theme park. It was another wild. It's like
1: club. after you saw the wizard behind the blankets, you're mm-hmm. just like,
3: wait once a minute. You, once you knew that you could time or even trigger a Rift invasion, you're like, oh, okay, so this is just another fetch quest
1: which I feel is another issue that WoW has spawned which is the focus on end game mm. it's no longer about the mm. journey it's no longer about playing through the game learning about the story getting involved with the characters all is, let's get to the end game we gotta
3: do the raids we gotta well, get the gear uh, almost every MMO then, these days has a fast track to level cap
2: well, exactly and- and that was the big thing with DCUO. DCUO, when it first came out, it looked really good. It played very solidly. And then we uh. found... Uh. Okay, okay, the day that we bought that game,
0: do you remember how much shit that was for buying that game? Okay. I, uh, the, our entire fucking squad gets together. We're all getting it. <laughs>
2: because, <laughs> because you found out there was literally nothing on that disc besides the, the access code exactly. to get into the game. Oh you God. bought the
1: license.
3: You, you yeah, You bought the Framework of the game, and now we get to install the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah but much. in regards to delivering on promises, because you know I'm coming back to Star Wars. god oh, okay, All right. Well, see, and that's the thing is, like in that in that era of MMOs, when everybody was trying to uh, introduce new stuff, nobody was really making any promises. Like I don't remember Galaxies cool. being promised as what it eventually became, and it became something amazing. Well, yeah, because the whole thing was, you and then it became like, something horrible. But that's besides point. Yeah. yeah though, don't
1: even keep, don't even get me started. Yeah, the whole thing is, the promise was just, you know, live out the Star Wars experience. Just jump right into it and do what you want to do. And it was very much a sandbox uh, uh, MMO. Absolutely. That's kind of what started that because you had the freedom of molding your own story. You had somewhat of a linear progression that you can go with, but you could literally play the entire game On your own.
2: Okay. You, you said started the sandbox. I don't think that, I don't think that predates Ragnarok and I don't don't, think that predates, uh, what was the other Korean MMO that was purely a sandbox? Like you could, you could set up as a shop owner and that's the only thing you do all day. (laughs) Fishing was a profession or a job. There were a
3: couple Korean MMOs that were like
1: that. You potentially could. I was. I didn't. I don't remember saying. And you can go ahead and correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, saying that it started the same. You did say started. (laughs) Uh, Regardless, the whole point of the first day I started, I was like, you know what? They prom. This was the promise. Actually, started started again.
2: You hear him. (laughs)
1: Ah, okay,
3: whatever. No comment.
1: So this episode is called Anthony's Wrong. (laughs)
2: We're
3: going to play play back the same mind.
1: Hey, it's got to happen sometime. Yeah. I I said when I started the game. Actually, ha, fuck you guys, I remember now. We can go back to it. Yep, started was in there.
3: (laughs) There were words.
1: But the whole idea with it is when I started the game, I just jumped into being... It, this is your
0: fight with Mike, not me. I know it is. This <laughs> is his hill to die on. I'm
3: just happy to be here.
1: <laughs> is, I started out as an artisan because the promise they did make, and this was a promise, is you can go throughout the entire game without ever getting involved in combat. Mm-hmm. And that, besides the some of the games that you mentioned, which were not as widely
2: known... Just... I, 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 seriously doubt that Star Wars Galaxies ever had the same player base as Ragnarok Online. I swear to god that game had like 2 million consistent users before WoW did. Well,
0: again. <laughs> I don't think I'd know Ragnarok. Yeah, I
2: don't, I, mean, it, I it have no idea huge, what you're talking it about. It was a hugely popular, like, it was giant in China and Japan and... Cool. You get the numbers of China
3: and then, and it then you win. It just, I mean, if you fun. introduce something to 1% of the population of China and you've just outranked most games, <laughs> gold farming, come on.
1: <laughs> but I started out as an artisan. Well, the beauty of it was, is again, that absolute freedom that you had. Because as an artisan, you had to, well, it was kind of boring at first, at least for the first level, because you didn't actually have levels. You earned skill points using that experience. I had to scan different areas. So you could scan in real time on these worlds. And you would see, okay, well, this kind of mineral's here, and you had to scavenge it itself at first. But what's great is after you get enough minerals, after you get enough points and you progress your own way, you can put in skill points, and then you could put down harvesters. And they harvest in real time. So you could just let it there, all you do is pour in a couple of credits, and it would do all the harvesting for you, so you could do what the hell you wanted. From there, I progressed from being a droid maker. I made my own like evil C3PO.
0: You're in the dark side, are
1: you? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. And then from there, I became an armorsmith. made my own badass set of armor. I became a weaponsmith. I was completely self-sufficient. And it was one of the first games, and I'm saying that on record, one of the first games that had a completely player-based economy. Completely. There was no computer-based things that you could purchase in that game at the time. And that was also mind-blowing, because even with the worlds the worlds you had player cities that you could start generating you only had a few that was based always cities. the
3: most fascinating aspect of that game was where people started creating colonies and cities exactly well,
2: here and here here's my argument against the whole player-based economy now player-based economy sounds good in certain aspects but you get to it it, it ends up being like communism it looks good on paper um, I, I
3: beg to differ. <laughs> About communism. <laughs> About both, really. Communism
2: looks great on paper and in practice. Um,
1: and then but, that's when we get shut down by the US government.
2: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the the issue with the player-based economy was it ended up turning into this let's close out new players kind of economy because you ended up. When one player could literally afford to buy out every early game item and just kind of up like upsell all the prices on them to where newer players who just were coming into the game couldn't generate that kind of credits to buy the items, on certain servers, if you were playing a new character, you literally had to become your no, own crafting was, station. That was the beauty of it, at least in the early days of Star Wars Galaxies. That's nobody not a-, a beautiful thing. No, 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 God, no, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> let me finish to make my
1: point here, is nobody was a dick like that. Uh, it was a, the player well, community well, actually did. Remember, want the internet wasn't always troll. a horrible place. Yes, yeah. it yeah. was, but,
3: <laughs> well, from what I understand, like, I actually never played Star Wars Galaxies, but I've kind of dived into the stories that other, like, I appreciate the love that former players have for that game. I, but correct me if I'm wrong, there was no universal uh, player economy. It was like you bought and traded with people, like with the trader you were talking to. That was like, one of the ways you
1: could do it. There the actually was there. established shops. The funny thing is, is you would actually set up those kiosks yourself. Okay. And then you can go ahead and sell it as need be. Or in the major player hubs, there was an area that was almost like the original like trade market to where you could put items on there. But again, mm-hmm. there was no shop that you can buy items from a computer. It was right. all something that was made from somebody else. And there was some wacky stuff you could do as artisans they, they even played into the whole sims things before sims truly
2: like got off the ground it was but so the crazy. thing the other with thing with furniture food, <laughs> you can make furniture and houses the other issue that came about with the player-based economy is is again a new player wall where you didn't know searchable items so a lot of times you would go to one of those kiosks and you would just see a load of junk because they just put everything they had for sale up and you couldn't
3: search for anything There's there's without knowing there was filters
2: there were filters but a lot of times it it came down to still knowing what you could equip whatever your class was it came down to a lot of things that weren't exactly handed to you because mmos at the time didn't have tutorials all that much are you
3: are you seriously in this day and age arguing in favor of tutorials
2: i mean (laughs) i mean
3: (laughs) I, like, Truly I
2: playing Devil's Advocate.
3: I get yeah. what, I get what you're saying I do because I've been that new player. I've been that guy who logs into a game and looks at you know at just this wall of information. Um actually, if you want to talk about an aggressive and incredibly well-functioning uh player-driven economy, uh one of my favorite MMOs in concept if not in practice, was EVE, Eve Online. I
2: knew you were going to say EVE.
3: EVE Online is... Uh,
2: Sorry, I already studied calculus to play D&D. I, I don't want to have to do it to play an MMO. Well,
3: <laughs> see, like, I, I never got deep into EVE Online. I played it for like six months because I already have a full-time job.
2: but we're we're, we're talking about an mmo that actually almost caused like a real world like civil collapse which is
3: amazing like there eve online is a is a, a microcosm of so many things that could be amazing in games and are amazing in that game the fact that there are you can sit and read news updates about political and corporate espionage going on in the real EVE Online game, and it's real players fucking over real players. Which is
1: hilarious, because with Star Wars Galaxies, they actually introduced mayoral candidates. You can actually become a mayor of these (laughs) player cities.
0: Yeah, I heard about that.
1: I actually won mine for our guild in a landslide because the guild leader was the one who I was opposing and nobody
3: liked him. (laughs) Isn't that all... Like, that's every guild leader though, isn't it? Yeah. Because guild
2: leaders typically have to be dicks.
1: So, but again, so the freedom of creating your own character, because this is a pretty hefty long list of what I've gone through. So I made my own droids, made my own weapons, made my own armor. I made my own ships because they had jumped to light speed, which was just fun because you actually... Have the introduction of dogfights. You now have and the collapse in Star Wars. No, no, no. no. That was the combat upgrade, and we're going to get to that.
3: <laughs> yeah. So this is the Star Wars Galaxies episode, apparently. Yes, that yes it is. Into. I've, I've
1: hijacked this shit. It is now mine. I claim it in the name of the Re- Rebellion. I almost said the Rebels. So I'm going to say <laughs> the <Rebels. laughs> fuck the Rebels. I know. Rebels are horrible. Imperial, you're for horrible. Life. Uh, yeah, Imperial you're surrounded life. by Imperials.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you are. Now, a
0: bunch however, of, a bunch I'm of on your side with the You like an economy, therefore.
3: Empire Re- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rebels don't have economy Rebels are communists They're terrorists <laughs> oh, God. This could be a whole
1: nother argument altogether But again playing into The whole living out the dream So even with Building my own Y-Wing I never got to the point where I created an X-Wing Which makes me sad because I always wanted an
3: X-Wing Because you're lame what that you're talking about the the iconic Star Wars ship? You're talking about Luke Skywalker's ship, really? Yeah. The X-wing is lame. Uh, Star, Star Destroy Destroyers were
2: the iconic ship from from Star Wars. I, <laughs> yeah.
3: The iconic fighter, I guess, would be from uh, would be uh, Tie Fighters. I <laughs> All right, you're, ta- you're talking to someone who is a fan of Tie Fighters, and I still understand the love for X-wings.
1: Yeah, and then even from there, what it went is to a a creature handler. To which, towards the game, unfortunately, getting to the point where it's about to fail, this is a combat upgrade. Couldn't you, like, own a Pokemon? I mean, a Rancor? Yes! <laughs> I did that! I did that! And the funny thing is, I, I, I hate that I had to do this, but I, I had found find a way to exploit the system. So, the thing that really sucked about being a creature handler is a lot of different creatures that you could tame had babies. And you had to basically kind of get it to come over to you because that's how you tamed it. You're like, "Come here, come here, little guy." Speaking of breeding chocobos, <laughs> exactly. So I did that with a rancor, but apparently there is a certain range of aggro. So what I did do is I had to keep the current going. Come on, come on, little guy. But it's it moves slower than the full grown rancor does. So I just had to keep So you breaking. kept getting
3: Mama coming after you? Yeah, so
1: Mama keep getting angry because whenever you go to tame, the parent would always come after you, and I was not powerful enough to take on a
2: rancor by myself.
3: Well, you weren't a Jedi.
2: Not yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <And>
2: uh. <laughs> no, I do not need to hear about becoming a Jedi no, in Star Wars dad, no, because no, 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 no. I've heard enough up, of these stories. Up, up, they up, are, are
1: all terrible. Because there, there is some great relevance to this whole thing that we're missing out from new games compared to the old games, and just the grind... But the grind that was worth it, but with Ringer, a, a it wasn't worth result. it
2: because Star Wars Galaxies got shut down after literally anybody pretty much became a Jedi. No, not, no, not no. True, I don't no. think there was anybody that was a Jedi for longer than a year in that game. No, that's also not not true.
1: No.
3: Uh, Jedi were, a, if I remember correctly, like within the first year of the game, the first Jedi started less showing than up. that
1: because people somehow figured out because it was never said at first how to actually become a Jedi or a Force sensitive. They don't even say Jedi. Because you can become a dark Jedi. So to become Force-sensitive, it was a mystery until finally somebody figured out the code. Because they literally went around and did everything. Uh, From being the Christian, uh, the the Rancor. So I exploited by breaking aggro enough times to where it was slow enough to where I eventually got out of its range. And I was able to just have the baby without the Mama Rancor trying to take me out. But I wasn't done there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my head is starting to hurt from all the face slaps. Let's well, stop slapping your face. But to the important... No, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> but to the important point, which is becoming Force-sensitive, somebody cracked the code and the idea was you had to visit all the iconic locations, such as the place where C-3PO and R2-D2, their pod crash landing, the Krayt um, uh, Dragon Lair, the, cra- the yeah, Sarlacc Pit, uh, Jabba the Hutt's... Krayt uh, Dragon
3: Waste. Yes.
1: And by going to all these locations, by doing some of the few instances that did exist... Which you did purely just for the fun of it. You really didn't get anything out of it other than the story. Through doing all that, a person approaches you and says, hey, I want you to hold on to this. And it's a force crystal. And you get mobbed by other Force sensitive people that are trying to take it from you. And you had to do a fair amount of grinding to get to that point. But the beauty of it is, was Jedi were so rare. Whether it be Dark Jedi or just your standard Jedi. So it was this huge sense of accomplishment. And also just the pure badassery of being able to build your own lightsaber, be able to use force powers when barely anybody could. And on top of that, the game would put bounties on you for doing stuff. I was so.
3: going to say, like, didn't they put, like, you know, the biggest bounty in the game? Like, the, the developers... Put like the biggest bounty that had been seen in the game on the first guy who became a Jedi. Exactly, because he went around willy nilly, going like,
1: "Ah, oh, look at me! I'm force pushing everything! I got a lightsaber! I'm awesome! Throwing my lightsaber around!" You see,
0: fucking Jedi not following their own code,
1: not doing what they're supposed. <laughs> Jedi to, ruin
2: everything.
0: A, this is why people want to put a bounty on their head because they're you know they're nothing but hypocritical bitches. The game. <laughs> the game takes place
1: near the end of A New Hope. So Jedi it were still fairly rare. So that was one of the wonderful intricacies of the game is it would fairly rare. There were hope, three there in were three. existence.
3: <laughs> well, no, two, because Luke was a Jedi. It, I, I
0: meant but referring it, to the game itself. I'm sorry. I was yeah. going to say, it, uh, don't forget, in actual canon, even though... Uh, Tons I swear of to God, if you bring Joris to mouth
3: into this, huh? No, I,
0: no, no. no. <laughs> I'm just saying. Even though tons of Jedi and younglings were destroyed during the purge, uh, I mean, there were a lot of Jedi in secrets, and there were actually some Jedi that went ahead and swore off the code. Kid, so that's canon. It's canon now. Cannon. Star Wars yeah. Rebels, baby. I'm just letting you know that there is more than just like three. <laughs> To be no,
2: fair. No, I, I know. To be I'm fair.
1: So, but what made that even great, because again, MMOs and having the freedom to do anything, is the bounty is collected by an actual player, Bounty Hunter.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I know. I played a Bounty Hunter in Star Wars Galaxies. Again, why I don't like Jedi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that still is just, You don't see that level of creativity or freedom no. very often these days. To which is me is yeah, what makes pretty... it the pinnacle of an MMO.
3: I, pretty much the only uh, game that I know of that's doing stuff like that is going back to EVE Online where, you know, you have the different, you know, corporations. Like, they – the things that the that the developers have put into that game that were originally created by the players, um, like, the idea of uh, couriers was never part of the original game where someone – like, you could buy something from a station that's on the other side of the galaxy – and pay someone to bring that item back to your storage unit, uh, on the, you know, in the, uh, a different part of the sector, um, and the players found a way to do that, uh, to manipulate the contract system that was already in the game, um, just to make a courier business, and the developers saw that and said, you know what, we're going to Back that up, and we're going to create actual in-game couriers to where you could do this as a full-time job. So, that being said, have you heard of Star Citizen? I have heard of it. I have heard that it's really fun to walk around the station. Uh, (laughs) Or to sit in... No, I'm sorry. To sit in your uh spaceship in the station
1: it's still an early access but some things that they're promising seems very much like what you remember
2: remember doing. promises yes
1: yes yes I don't don't
2: know. fall for the hype train haven't we learned the hype train does not take you anywhere you want to go i remember the first week but it also no has Man's no brakes so. <laughs> hype train does have no brakes yeah. <laughs>
3: I, I I remember the first week of No Man's Sky and just being was so, that a really
0: pretty game that went nowhere?
3: Yes, I, it okay. wasn't even all that pretty. <laughs> <You really wasn't laughs> it was, no? I, no, the like, trailer though the, the trailer, trailer was yeah, yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. and it had so much great. Like it, it was a great game. Uh, that was a you know you want to talk about the RPG? It elements. was Minecraft in space. Right. It wasn't even that because you couldn't build shit. <laughs> no, you just
0: mine shit. You right? just mine
3: shit. It was mine in space. It wasn't yeah. Minecraft. Just mine in space, but. A, the, like, the RPG element of really stepping into a character into a world. Once again, you're getting back to, you know, every game is an RPG. Yes. At that point. See, um, proven point. I mean. and, and absolutely. <laughs> but, and then a lot of people realized that they were playing uh, No Man's Sky incorrectly. Which I didn't know that was something you could do. Play a game wrong.
0: Well, you can. In Star Wars Galaxy, it was play a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Helen Kotor, it was play a good guy. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. But that's a going off of uh, MMOs. Just as far as RPGs concerns, Knights of the Republic, I'll fight all of you hands down. <laughs> oh, no, none of us gonna, are going to disagree with you. No one's was, gonna like. I'd, I will fight
2: you in the comment yeah. section, people. Yeah. I, 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 again, I, I don't I, think anybody's going to fight you on a green. <laughs> kotour KOTOR
3: Fight was good. <laughs> right. I won't. I won't disagree that it was good. Um, but I will disagree as it being like the best RPG. Honestly, I think that kind of falls to either Fallout Three or Morrowind.
1: Oh hell whoa, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. no! No 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 no
3: Fallout Three. Yeah. Absolutely freaking lutely Fallout to fight me. <laughs> this is a very. Let's ag- get ready to rumble. This is, this is a, a very aggressive podcast.
1: I guess the a new challenger approaches. I will fight really you on the, the moon. Player.
3: I will fight you right here in front of God and everybody. I'll kick your ass. I'll kick their ass. I'll, I'll kick my own ass. But no, I honestly believe like games like Fallout Three. I go to that as like the go to as opposed to Fallout Four because Fallout Four kind of. Uh, fell to the wayside of the creating your own character in your own way in the world. You had a very strict, uh, e- a very strict progression in that. You game. were a
1: husband or you were a wife who had a child, mm. and you followed that story. So a good chunk of your identity is already
2: decided for yeah. you.
3: Exactly. Whereas Ooh. the the Vault Dweller in Fallout Three, you were just some random schmuck who walked out of the vault, and your
2: dad just happened to leave you behind.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just but, I want to go search for my dad and. there's a whole world
2: I actually I had a friend of mine the other day tell me a very funny story about how he accidentally beat that game in a night
1: (laughs) Dan Dan yes he told us that story he started out the game he just went ahead and just did all the side quests. He just completely roamed around. Didn't even realize that. Well, he it was didn't do a all the side quests. He
2: just kind of roamed off aimlessly.
1: Yeah, that's and what I mean. Though, like found he, the, he, but that's found what you see He buttoned. only he only did side quests. He didn't do any of the main story progression. He didn't. He, he wasn't even aware there was a game main <laughs> story progression until he went to the gas station that led to the vault that your dad's hiding in, and then he was already at the end of the game. Yeah, he, he was just like. God damn
0: it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to immerse yourself in the entire world, and then you know there's oh, a, shit, there's a there's a the fork in the road
2: it. when you can go to Megaton or mm. you could go somewhere else. He went somewhere somewhere else. else. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I mean,
1: as far as freedom's concerned, okay, I can kind of agree with you because obviously, other than the numerous choices you can make in Knights of the Republic, the main story is still linear well, as
0: far as but the well, well I think I would need... in general has a huge hook
2: with people mm. for their story. In yeah. general. Well, but this is the thing. I, I think that e- even in the comment section, people will more agree that New Vegas was better than 3.
3: I, I, I still think it was I better knew, than 4. New Vegas, I, I could not get into that game just because I... Maybe it's because I spent so much time playing Fallout 3. I As soon as I started Fallout New Vegas, I was like, I've played this game before.
2: <laughs> but the, the, the thing is, I think the story starts you off in a, in a much... Well, not grander place, but it starts you off in a in, in a place that feels more wastelandy to me.
3: I I could give I could give you that, but it it started you off with a story hook.
2: Yeah, well, you get shot in the head, <laughs> you wake up in a ditch. <laughs> story hook. Are you sold?
1: That's literally the story. Is who the hell shot me in the head?
3: <laughs> oh, found him.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what found the him? Killed him dead. <laughs> That's still like one of the worst dialogue, worst best dialogues ever. What in the goddamn. What in the... <laughs> Delivered by Chandler, no less.
3: Oh, God, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. But, yeah, no, I, I think, uh, you know, if you're going to talk about the um, Bethesda, uh, or I think there is a, a discussion to be had, I guess I should say. Uh, Just about the, Bethesda RPG. Well, uh, the Bethesda style RPG versus like the Bioware style the legacy RPG
1: of glitches.
3: The, yeah, I but they own that shit, and the and the players own that shit. Where you have these, uh, you know, where you have one style of RPG where you're uh, built into a very strict and linear story, but given a little bit more uh, leeway as to how you interact with that world versus you know the uh, that being the bioware games uh versus a you know Bethesda style game like the Elder Scrolls games or the Fallout games where
2: I'm going to beat this crab with a stick until my one arm skill is high and high and high and that's
3: pretty much the whole game like you have very little chance of of choosing how you interact with the world but the world and your character are whatever you want them to be yeah. I the first time I picked up Skyrim I was like Hold on a second. Uh, well, within the first, like, a uh, few days of playing, I, I decided to start a day job of cutting wood for the inn in Whiterun. I worked from nine to five, cutting wood, delivering it there. I would take breaks for lunch. I would, you know, have dinner. I would have breakfast at the inn. I would rent a room. I would go and sleep for eight hours. And in a week, I had a house. That's an amazing accomplishment in a game. It is, and that's the kind of immersion that I'm talking about when it comes to RPGs. Mm Mm-hmm. Like that kind of, where you can really carve your own path, kind of like we were talking about with uh, Star Wars Galaxies, where you could set up a shop, or you could be whatever you want. You could be a mayor Uh, and set taxes. (laughs) Yeah. I could spend, I could play Skyrim just being a flower picker and have a modest existence. (laughs)
2: I'm just going to buy and sell apothecary supplies, and that's all I'm going to do today.
0: Yeah. I think once RPGs also got to that full immersion of uh, owning land, owning property, setting up your township, and Fable, basically... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And basically oh. it was like an economy. That, well, I, I think those were good elements to bring into a fully immersive RPG. Yeah. I think that's Fable did a
3: lot of good things. Absolutely. I, Fable was fun. I uh, Fable was fun, but it was like... Fable was like a B movie RPG to me. Like it always felt like th- it was just a little bit too dumb, too campy. To, yeah, too campy to really get into.
0: Sometimes those hokey games though are you know, oh, absolutely it's just like B movies. Yeah. Sometimes you just love it because of how hokey it is.
3: I I still will every once in a while pull out Ernest Goes to Jail on DVD and no, it's watch that. Do
1: that. Ernest scared stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Miak. <laughs> How about a bumper sandwich, booger lips? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even as it don'ts, it makes you laugh. There's just uh, something about that cheese. Uh, <laughs> and Ernest was the master of it. Absolutely. So I want to go ahead and thank you, Eric, for showing up for this as our special guest.
3: I uh, thank you so much for having me. It's,
1: I had a blast. And again, if you like what you heard, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Also make sure to ding that bell so you can stay notified for any new videos that come up. Leave us a comment to tell us what you like, what you didn't like, and just to follow along with whole stories. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and Tumblr. And also follow us on Twitch for Saturday morning whatever, as well as the
3: random streams that happen throughout the week. And if you want to help the show grow, you can become a patron today by heading over to Patreon. Link in the description below.